So hi, welcome to Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... And I'm Matt from a little away. And we're going to ask him some questions today about their upcoming album, Stu. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Uh, thanks. Yeah, no, uh, we're excited. Uh, I would say that we're probably like 50% excited and 50% terrified, which is probably <laughs> no. like the only appropriate response to that question after yeah. uh, making a record in a pandemic. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're, we're absolutely ecstatic. Everybody's been really kind and seems to be really enjoying what we've gotten out there so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got an advance of the album. I just want to say I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you did. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I, I'm course. really glad you're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah. Uh, so the title stew um, sort of started out as like an inside joke amongst the members of the band. Um, so the uh, EP that we put out prior to this was called Soup. Um, and we were always joking around throughout the process of like releasing that. that like, well, when we do the LP after this, it's going to be called Stu. Yeah. Um, and uh Little by little, as the as the pieces started to come together, it became very apparent that that was like a super appropriate title for like the actual contents of the record and, and, mm-hmm. and what it kind of aims to say. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Stu is sort of this combination of um, sort of looking back and acknowledging that like you are sort of the sum of all of your parts and the sum of all of your experiences and that all of those experiences sort of build you together as like the character that you become, mm-hmm. um, you know, over time, <clears throat> over time, once they've had like enough chance to really kind of like sit and marinate together. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the artwork um, not only sort of does uh, touch on that as sort of a thematic through line, um, but it also does the same thing by kind of gathering all of the pieces of the artworks that we've done uh, since our uh, 2015 EP Bliss uh, together into this one collage conglomeration, um, sort of this this whole completed picture from all the stuff that's happened since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I really like that a lot. It's Very perfect. Cool. Uh, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album? Yeah, um, I think it's fairly similar to the writing process for uh, all of our other stuff, but also just ever so slightly different because obviously we had to do a lot of this in the pandemic. Um, And that was a challenge in its own right, I think, because it was the first time that we uh, didn't have the chance to really like go song by song by song and like have the skeleton of the song and play it together in the room all at the same time. Um, I think for the first time we had this sort of big batch of songs that once it was safe for us to get together, we were we were able to like come together and put them together all at once um so in the one hand it's like similar Um, the process for us is pretty simple um i always write sort of the skeleton and guts of the song um i have this really weird uncanny brain process where like uh, uh, somebody saying a certain phrase in a certain way will like trigger this sort of moment of like oh that's a whole song now i have to figure out how to write it (laughs) um and uh and then once i kind of get through that process i share it with the guys um and they more or less give their take on what their parts maybe should be or could be. Um, and we know sort of by the end of that immediate process, whether or not there's, there's something there. And it's like, if it all comes together really quickly and easily, we know there's a song. Um, and if it doesn't, there's really no purpose in forcing it. Cause it's like, if, if you couldn't vibe with it in the room, it probably isn't going to be a good song for people to vibe with later down the road. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's interesting. So you said like anything can kind of trigger that process. Like, Oh shoot, I heard that. Now I have to yeah. write it. Does that make it easier or harder to actually start writing a song? Cause like, can it happen right before you go to bed and you're like, God, I have to write this now. Or is yeah. it like, okay, I'll get to it in the morning. 
it happens sometimes at like the world's most inconvenient times um because mm-hmm. like yeah it literally can be anything where it's like somebody will phrase something a certain way and that'll that'll set it off i'll uh, be watching a tv show and I'll, I'll you know whatever like the message of the the episode will really hit me in the feels and i'm just like mm-hmm. oh that's a song like you know yeah. uh, and then um sometimes i'm like hanging out with friends and reminiscing about something and you know thinking back on it and thinking about it sort of critically all of a sudden triggers a song so i would say that like it either makes it a lot simpler um just because i'm not i never have to like sit down with the intention of writing quote unquote right mm-hmm. but um the it, it can absolutely be terribly inconvenient because i might have a nugget of a, an idea that's like fantastic when i'm at somebody's wedding somewhere and i'm yep. like well that one's lost yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like i just don't have an opportunity to, to dig it up so it just it goes away yeah um oh. so it happens but yeah okay that's fair uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this record and the meaning behind it. Mm, that's a tricky one. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of lyrics on this record that I'm really, really happy with. Um, I think, jeez, uh, um, man, if I had to pick one, I think I could probably pick two if that's allowed. Um, sure. sure. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Because the, the first one is a lyric that I'm really, really happy with because it's like, I really, really like the, the meter and the rhyme and sort of the way this rolls off the tongue. It's uh, the line in Spit and Chick with sipping whippets out of whipped cream cans. Um, that just really, for, I remember when, I, when that one came together, I was like, oh, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, and uh, <laughs> Uh, I think the one that, that I, I really liked, um, probably the most in terms of its, uh, the way it frames its meaning is, um, the sort of the first chunk of the, the, uh, second verse of the song hereditary it's, um, I've got a headache, a good sword. I'll close my eyes and count to 10. Then I'll think about Mars and the meat bags. We are, even though that wasn't quite my intent. Um, and it's, it's really about sort of, um, in, on like sort of a, a gross sense, um, understanding yourself as like a human being and kind of what that means um like on like a really you know minute level uh, again just like understanding that like you are an animal you are a you know uh, a monkey on a rock in space making noise and i think yeah. like there's 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 I, I like the way that that's phrased and came together wow that's very cool Oof. uh so what song on the album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite Hmm. Okay. Uh, the one that took the longest to write, uh, probably Karma, believe it or not. Uh, it's such a simple song, um, but it's a song that's been in the works for a couple of years, and um, it took a really, really long time to sort of uh, figure out whether or not there was enough meat to that song to like allow it to sort of come into its own. I remember that like the hardest part of it was uh, I had this sort of whole vocal arrangement in my head that I couldn't share with anybody. So like when I would go and try and like share it with the band or play it with the band, um, you know, you're, you're playing this song that's basically three notes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got like this big, long, uh, you know, vocal section to it, especially in the verses where it doesn't really feel like there's a lot going on and there's not like a whole lot of room for everybody to like, I don't know, flex their shit or show off or like do yeah. you know be be overtly creative with because it's like it's a fairly rigid framework um and i think that uh once it kind of came together and everybody understood what the big sweeping arrangement around the whole thing was uh it came into its own uh but god it took it took literal years to like get that song to the place where it is now um and then uh my favorite um my favorite to play is probably spit and chicklets uh my favorite 
to listen to is probably karma because I think the messaging of it is is really strong, really powerful. It's something that I've I've been aiming to try and illustrate in song for a long time. Oh, yeah. All right. Wow. Wait. So you said years. It took years to write that song. Wait, yeah. How many years are we talking? Uh, three, give or take. Um, three. I think I think the the nugget of that song came together um like right after we finished our lp here again um and i remember just every now and then you know how i was saying earlier that like sometimes if a song doesn't come together quickly you don't force it this is like Mm -hmm. the odd exception to this um because for whatever whatever reason like every single time i would revisit that song i would like go to practice with the guys and just be like can we can we just like try it um yeah so it just ended up taking a really long time for it to click but mm-hmm. for some reason i had this like feeling that it was going to click and i'm really glad that i kept holding on to it for as long as i did mm-hmm. for sure that's good uh, so would you be able to tell us where headspace was at while you were creating this record uh whew, um tough right not mm-hmm. uh not the best yeah. <laughs> yeah. we uh I think it's probably unfair to say that my headspace was in any one place in particular. Um, obviously we had some songs, we knew that we wanted to do another LP. Um, we had some songs that were hangovers from like older songs that really never had a place yet, but we knew we wanted to use them. Um, and then the majority of the writing process took place inside of the pandemic. And it was like really at the very, very beginning of the pandemic. Um, we had to cut our touring cycle for our last EP short and cancel a tour halfway through. Um, we were out West when the pandemic came down on us and, uh, it was basically like, all right, now we just have to have this like long, difficult drive across the country while we figure out whether or not, you know, at the time it was like, oh, we go home. Everything's going to be back to normal in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Um, no. <laughs> no, it absolutely wasn't. Uh, and um, I think that as that feeling started to set in uh, over the course of weeks and weeks and weeks, um, obviously there's like significant financial burden. And I think for a lot of people, uh, it also kind of forced us all to like look inward and reflect on like who we are as people, what it is that we care about, um, why it is that we do the things that we do and whether or not this like drastic change to all of our lives actually means anything on like a larger scale, or if we're all just going to like act really stupid throughout this and and go back to normal somewhere shortly after. Um, And so I would say that like the record very much is a sort of a discussion about my dealing with those mixed emotions and that internal Mm -hmm. processing and the push and pull of like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. what is it literally is, you know, being a musician in the capacity that I am uh, even going to be a thing when this is all over. Um, yeah. And a lot of those questions kind of just devolved down into like basic human questions. Um, and that's, that's more or less where my headspace was, was just asking a lot of questions and then trying to figure out what I felt the answers to those questions were. Oh. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on? Is it a gym album, party album? What do you personally recommend? I think it's a, uh, I think it's a living room vinyl album. Uh, I think that if you have a record player, um, the, the vinyl of this, uh, we're the only ones who have heard it as, as of yet. Um, it sounds so good. Um, and it is, uh, it is absolutely the definitive way to listen to it. Um, that's also my personal favorite way to listen to music um, mm-hmm. all the way through you know, at like a mellow, reasonable volume, yeah. um, ju- just loud enough to really bump it, but not not too loud to really blow your ears out. Um, yeah. And and yeah, preferably hanging out amongst friends. That's I, I think that uh, there's some conversation that can be spurred sort of from from the record. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's probably it. Okay. 
Okay, I like that a lot. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Mm, okay. Um, introspective, thoughtful, head trip. Wow, okay. that was quick. <laughs> and that was good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think that's probably about right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while going through this album? Um, I think it's probably like, I want them to feel nostalgia, but I also want them to feel sort of like a, a compulsion of self-care. Um, okay. I, 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 that, that's probably, yeah. I, I want people to sort of like acknowledge themselves uh, in a way that is hopefully positive and productive. I love that. Oh, that was worded very well. That was, that was, that was perfect. <laughs> very wholesome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Oh, man. Um, it's spicy, sweet chili Doritos and Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Taste. That's good. Those, that's I the purple that. bag of Doritos, yeah, the right? Purple bag oh, those is are the best. best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? Stew. Stew? Come on. Come no, on. I, I, I legitimately do. I think that the, the, uh, the band would be a, a soup of some sort. Um, it, there's a lot of different ingredients that go into the pot and they have to kind of sit and simmer for a long time. And then once it's ready, it's really ready. So I think that's probably right. Okay. That's fair. I respect that. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Sure. Awesome. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with the drink? Oh, that is so tough. Um, I love food so much. Uh, it is like literally my favorite thing in the universe. Um, all right. Last meal, last thing I can ever eat. Um, it's going to be uh, authentic Mexican street tacos. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Specific, like, like preferably carnitas. So like pork tacos. Yep. Uh, and then uh, like a little side of corn chowder. Favorite thing in the whole world. Uh-huh. Uh, and Probably just a nice cold Budweiser, honestly. Okay. That sounds perfect. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Ooh. I think Harry Potter, dude. I think it'd be Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. What uh what what house are you? Uh I'm Slytherin. Yeah. Slytherin. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. But. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's just like, but for some reason, people don't like Slytherins because it's like they're evil in like the movie or whatever. But it's I like, like they're not. They're just chaotic, neutral. You know? Exactly. <laughs> they're just ambitious. You know, they just they go for it. So like, go Slytherins. I mean, I'm yeah. a Huff, I'm a Hufflepuff, so it's like uh, makes sense. But- yeah, that's- <laughs> <laughs> So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color? (laughs) Um, (laughs) White blue, I think. Yeah, like uh, specifically sort of like uh, slightly darker than baby blue would probably be my favorite color. Um, Like a couple of my guitars are that color. Uh, It's the the cover of our... uh, EP, jeez, uh, Bliss was was light blue as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think it really, it just, it radiates positive vibes. It does. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so as Gloria said, that's, that is all the questions we have today. Oof. Is there anything that you would like to plug? 
Uh, just the fact that we have a whole bunch of really, really amazing music videos for this uh, LP that we have coming up um, that were directed by a handful of incredibly talented directors and, and, and uh, directors of photography. Um, that's really great. And then obviously, like, go check those out. They're so incredibly cool. We're super proud of those. Um, and also, obviously, the, the LP Stew is coming out um, on February 18th. Um, go get your vinyls. They're not going to last right now. Um, we have, you know, fairly limited supply just because, like, supplies are really difficult to uh to get yeah. rolling in the middle of the pandemic still um so grab them while you can they sound incredible uh and you know hope we enjoy it oh yeah all right uh, well thank you for now that's been matt from will away and we have been the good noise podcast